You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? How is everybody doing this Thursday afternoon? We've got a football game coming up here soon for some Thursday night football. And it's going to get even more weird because the NFL just announced we've got our Tuesday night football coming up with the Titans. Um, as long as there's no more uh, positive tests for COVID. But man, uh, for the people that want football on every single night, Man, you're, you're kind of getting your wish. Um, the fact that now we've got, you know, starting Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and some college football out there as well. So it, the good news, the NFL's still a go. <laughs> Hopefully we can continue this trend. And, man, teams got to start taking care of their business. You know, it, you look at what's going on across the league with COVID testing, man. The NFL's been great. But there's a couple knucklehead teams out there that aren't taking it serious, and they're going to cost us some games. I kind of wish the NFL would take a quick turn, and if you miss a game, you know, everybody seems to get one because they can move your bye week, right? Like what they did for the Titans and the Steelers. But if you cost two, like what the the Titans are doing, man, it, it should get to the point where you're being penalized. Draft capital, uh, fines, and all those things, because you're going to ruin it for everybody. So hopefully they get that in order. But we're here to talk 49ers, baby. We're going over defense today. We've got some injury updates. Thankfully, the injury updates shouldn't take up the whole episode like we have been for the past few weeks. There are some updates. We're going to hear from a lot of different people. Um, Fred Warner, Robert Sala, the head coach himself. Um, We've got a lot of updates to talk to. We're going to give another awesome story about joining the faithful and what that looks like. And then we're going to jump into some film. 
focusing primarily on the defensive side of the ball. We'll jump over to the offense as well. Uh, we've got some updates there. Uh, but again, our last episode that we just did yesterday focused primarily on the offense. So today we want to go to the defensive side of the ball. And here's the thing. Despite the plethora of injuries on the defensive side, the defense is not the reason why the 49ers are 2-2. Two and two. The defense has been very, very good. In fact, the 49ers are one of three teams in the NFL to not allow an opponent to go over 25 points. Uh, there's only three. It's us, the Chiefs, and the Steelers. Steelers have played one less game because of what we just mentioned with COVID. But with what's going on with the 49ers' defense, yeah, they've lost so many starters. They're down to you know six, seven-string players, defensive end and cornerback. But overall... They're doing a pretty damn good job. And even if you look at, you know, 25 points to the Eagles is rough, but there's a pick six in there, right? So you've got to subtract those seven points. That had nothing to do with the defense. That's all on Nick Mullins. So now you're talking about giving up only 19 points. Well, guess what? In today's NFL, you've got to score 30 points to win. It used to be 18, then it was 21, you know, and it just keeps moving up. In this season, so far, they're on pace to break every single record ever mentioned for offensive production. Uh, the, the shortened preseason and all those things have hurt the defense. Uh, no tackling, no preseason, no any of those things. Uh, the defense is at a loss throughout the NFL. So uh, even with all the major injuries, and we've got a lot of them, I really do feel like the 49ers' defense has not been the reason for the struggles. Um, I think they've been good. We'll go through that. And we'll even show some of the film, uh, relive part of the Eagles game. And, you know, as I did the Patreon breakdown this uh, today, man, defense played well enough to win this damn game. Yeah, there were some flaws. There's always going to be some issues. Most of it was scheme, not personnel. But, golly, you watch the offensive film, and, and you do it separate, right? So I spend a full day just doing nothing but offense. I don't even look at the defensive film. Just offense. You go through all that. And you walk away saying, golly, yeah, we lost this game big time. And then the next day you watch nothing but defense. And it's like, oh, my gosh, how did we lose this game? Um, it's complimentary football. And whenever the defense throws away three turnovers and a pick six, yeah, it's going to get you. It's going to get you. So let's jump into some injuries here. Let's talk about this, and man, some good news, some bad news, okay? We're, we're going to try to balance it back and forth. Let's get the bad news out of the way first. Emmanuel Mosley and number 27 didn't practice today on Thursday. Um, Mosley still in concussion protocol. You know, everybody reacts differently to that. Um, the sad thing is he took the hit from his own teammate. Uh, Jaquaski Tart came flying in there like a madman, which it, you want and you teach, but it was friendly fire, and that sucks. Um... Anyway, this is, we don't know when he's going to be back. He hasn't even moved to this next phase, so it's very, very likely there's no Emmanuel Mosley this week. Number 27's out with a groin. Um, probably coming off his best game ever as a pro, even though he gave up um, you know, the go-ahead touchdown. Um, but still, played relatively well. Not bad. We'll go over the grades in a little bit. So that leaves us very few players <laughs> in the secondary. It's low. Um, you're talking Jason Verrett, who started back-to-back -back games. Akella Witherspoon finally got in a full practice with his hamstring. So that's great news because currently, those are your two outside starters. And with Kwan Williams out, who's been a stud nickel for three-plus years for the 49ers, now you got Jamar Taylor. So... You've got a lot of inexperience around there, uh, a lot of inexperience. But 
you roll with what you got. Uh, you you got to move forward there. And it, it's crazy to think, but Jamar Taylor is going to be the starting nickel. And I do love the fact that when Jamar Taylor got in his very first play as a pro, he goes and gets a sack. That's incredible. Uh, so you love the way that he responded there. Hopefully uh, the forward momentum will carry him into this next game against the Dolphins. Uh, now, here's here's kind of this one popped up out of nowhere. Debo did not practice today. Had nothing to do with his foot. No lower leg, anything. Had to do with an illness. You know, we just talked about COVID. Uh, I don't think it was COVID because they have to say <laughs> if it is or not. It, rather, it was an illness. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you got to be extra safe with that one nowadays any symptoms whatsoever yes yeah, stay your butt home man um so we'll have to see what happens with debo we just got him back he's looking good he's been up to the facility um he was there wednesday he was one of the people that spoke in the press conference so hopefully it's just you know something small but uh you got to be smart for that now we got a lot of players back on wednesday and the following players were able to get their second practice in and this is key jimmy g baby Raheem Mostert, Dre Greenlaw, and Akella Witherspoon. That's four starters, <laughs> and none bigger than the quarterback themselves. I mean, Mostert coming back is going to help the run game so much. It looks like it's going to be a very heavy dose of Mostert's going to get the start. Jarek McKinnon's going to get third downs and alternate series. Um, you know, obviously you got Jeff Wilson Jr. that can get third down conversions and touchdowns. But man, that's, that's great. The firepower that we are returning, and not just the firepower. George Kittle spoke to the media today, and they asked him, how does Jimmy Garoppolo look? And George Kittle, as well as anybody, uh, gave a George Kittle answer. Now, I do want to say I got a lot of feedback on adjusting the volumes. I got one of two responses about 30 times each, and I appreciate everybody that responded. Thank you so much. Uh, most people said thank you for correcting it. The other one said, you corrected it too damn much. It was too loud. So <laughs> I backed it back down a little bit. We'll see how it goes today. Um, again, update me. Let me know. Thumbs up, thumbs down, all that stuff uh, if you like it or if you don't like it. But uh, anyway, here is the people's tight end talking about the handsome Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll answer the first one. Jimmy looks very handsome um, out on the field. Still got a rocket arm. Um, and He's still throwing me the ball, which is a good thing. So I'm excited about those three things. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, it's got a report on who. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I cut him off. He goes into a different topic there. But whenever you ask George Kittle, how does Jimmy Garoppolo look? You can't give him that much gray area to play with. You know, as a teacher, you know which students you have to ask clear and precise questions. Otherwise, you're going down a rabbit hole. Uh, you can't do that. So uh, I love how Kittle just, he's Kittle, man. He, he's so consistent and always on point. But the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo has been out there two days, you know, last week, Jimmy Garoppolo, or I'm sorry, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch both said Jimmy's got to get one full day of practice in in order to play. Well, guess what? He's got two back-to-back -back days in practice, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. He's playing. Now, Kyle Shanahan's not saying if he is going to be starter, and they won't say that. But if you look at Vegas, jumping ahead here a little bit, oh my gosh, Vegas thinks Jimmy Garoppolo's playing because the 49ers opened as negative nine. <laughs> We're nine-point favorites at home. They're expecting some offensive production. So, uh, I mean, given, yes, the 49ers should be favored at home. Home doesn't mean anything anymore, by the way. So throw home field advantage. Usually it's a three-point swing. 
Um, but the fact that they're nine point favorites coming off of that loss with all these injuries, it's pretty damn impressive. Uh, you know, Vegas is always the most accurate because that's where the money and the professionals go to. But the fact that they're nine point favorites, trust me, if they came out and said Nick Mullins is a starter, that nine points isn't holding up. It's dropping. CJ Beathard, it's dropping. Uh, it's, it's the Jimmy Garoppolo effect. He's going to be back. Um, now, also, Dre Greenlaw. You know, I'm the president of the fan club. I'll take that 100%. And the fact that he is back is huge. Now, Aziz played great, and we're going to go over some film and grades and snap counts and all that stats, all that kind of stuff, fun stuff. Aziz played amazing and spot duty for the past two games, and he got better and better. But Greenlaw is a different animal. Um, and here we go. Let's get just a real quick word on Dre Greenlaw. Uh, we all love Greenlaw. Uh, athletic. Um you, he's, he's dynamic in the sense that he covers a lot of space, both run game and pass game. Um, a really good man coverage. Uh, he's he's very very reliable, and um, and you know as he gets his legs back underneath him, you know anytime you can add a starting caliber player, uh, a player of his caliber back to the defense or on the football field, you're only going to get better. And so uh, when we had him, Quan, and uh, uh, Fred rolling, we were uh, really dynamic in that back end and. Uh, or at that uh, linebacker spot, and uh, having Aziz step up the way he did over the last few weeks, uh, I don't want to take anything away from him because I thought he's gotten much, much improved from a year ago. And um, and now for Greenlaw, it's just a opportunity for him to to get on the field, get his legs back underneath him, and and know that we've got now we we feel like we got four really, really, really good linebackers, and and that's not to take away from the other guys, Flan and um, uh, Joe Walker, and then Zach, who we plan to get back so really love that linebacker group and the depth that they've shown over the last uh over the start of the season we've been saying from the start this is the best linebacking core the deepest out there i mean nazocha you know he's coming back a great special teamer joe walker again another great special teamer you got dff out there there's just so many guys you can keep going keep going keep going and, you know, if you look at, you know, Jonas Griffith, who we got as an undrafted free agent, he came on the show, uh, linebacker from Indiana State. He just got picked up by <laughs> San Francisco uh, East, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, which are just taking all of our players, and they're, they're freaking starting all of them. So the fact that we have guys we're cutting off the practice squad getting picked up by other teams at the linebacker position should tell you something. There's a lot of depth there. And whenever you're talking about Fred Warner, Quan Alexander, who just finally had a good game, it didn't rank very positive pro football focus, and probably rightfully so. He still had a lot of mistakes. But Quan Alexander, the best game he's had in 10, week, 10 games. His last 10 starts, this was his best one. Um, so that's great news. You love to see that. He's getting much more. Uh, he's not missing assignments. That's what you want out of Quan. You're always going to get positive plays because he's just a wild animal and a freak of an athlete and just insane temper. But the problem is you have to cut out the negative plays. That's Quan's thing. And then you look at somebody like Greenlaw. He is, you know, if you're a golfer, he's a guy that just shoots in the 70s and low 80s. He's, he's a guy that just doesn't make mistakes and is always where he needs to be. Now, personally, I 100% believe Dre Greenlaw is better than Quan Alexander, but uh, they do offer different things. Um, so yeah, you love having all those guys back. Now, we also got some guys back for the very first time today, their very first practice, Jimmy Ward. Uh, that was a little bit of a scare. You know, his wrist injury happens, and he's he played terrible. Uh, Worst-rated defender by far. We'll talk about that. Jimmy Ward was bad. 
Now, how much of that is you're asking him to do so much? Um, you know, he's playing man coverage on the line. He's blitzing. He's free safety. He's strong safety. He's getting some nickel snaps. Like, he's all over the place. Can he handle it? You would think he could. He's the longest tenured 49er we have, and he started multiple seasons at every single spot in the world. But, yeah, he had a terrible game uh, against the Eagles. It was very, very bad. Showed up on film consistently. Bad angles. Um, just, yeah, it was bad. But he's back, and that's good. We need Jimmy Ward to be a successful defense. Um, Trent Taylor and Dante Pettis, not sure how either one of them got hurt. They're not getting much snaps, and they're not really helping. But they did miss uh, Wednesday's practice. Now they're back, so that's good. We're getting depth um, at all those positions. Uh, that's good news. Depth is always good, especially for this team. You know, we need it now more than ever. But that's it for the injury talk. What are we, 15 minutes in? <laughs> Only 15 minutes of injuries? Oh, my gosh. Uh, what an improvement. And it would be nice. You know, I'm seeing the comments. It would be really nice if we could go a full game without injuries. But this is the NFL. And it's not just the 49ers that are dealing with this. Yes, we've been hit the hardest. There's no doubt about that. But how do you respond? We're 2-2 two and two after going through more injuries at the most key positions and the most key players. We're still there. And the best thing about our entries, outside of Nick Bosa, you get everybody back. Solomon Thomas isn't back, but I don't, again, I don't think that the, Givens, Street uh, are much better. They provide so much more positives uh, to this team than Solomon Thomas, who is bottom five defender every single game, twice as many penalties as sacks, not trying to pile on the guy. But you want to offer perspective on why Look, we lost one starter for the year. That's it. Nick Bosa. It's the, as big a starter as you could possibly get at a premium position. But even D Ford, which I, I think he'll come back, maybe. Um, now, I see this question in there. Let, let, let's, let's play with this one. Um, yeah, it's, uh, let's get weird. Might as well, right? From Sergio. If we lose Quan, Alexander, and D Ford during the offseason, what are the repercussions? Okay, so let's talk Quan Alexander first. Now, we have Quan Alexander signed through 2022 with a league option to move on um, after that into 2024. That's not going to happen. But let's just say he plays out this year, and we cut Quan Alexander next year. Okay, now, his cap hit for next year, $16.5 million. If you cut him, okay, if you cut him, now, again, the, the numbers change pre-June um, 1 and after. Everything changes there. But if you cut him next year, you save $6 million for the 2021 cap. That's $6 million bucks. That's $10 million dead cap. That's a lot. But you can still move on past that. Now, after post-6-1 release, you're going to save $13 million. So, uh, But your dead cap gets pushed into 2022. So the, the finessing of the numbers has been huge. So again, let, let me explain this. It's just Quan Alexander. If you cut Quan before June next year, um, then what happens is you lose $10 million to dead cap in 2021. You save $6 million. If you wait till after June 1st and you cut Quan, you save $13 million for 2021, but you're sp just by spreading the dead cap out because it only costs you $3 million in dead cap in 2021 and $7 million in 2022. So do you want to rip the Band-Aid off, right? I'm not saying that's what we should do. The question was asked, so I want to talk about it. Do you want to rip the Band-Aid off and 
you know, just get get it over with in 2021, or do you want to spread out the pain <laughs> and see where that's at? Now let's talk about D Ford. D Ford's not coming back. Period. That's all there is to it. Now we do have a potential out after this year with D Ford. Um, he's due $20 million, okay, next year. That's a $14 million cap hit uh, that's dead. We're going to have to pay whatever. But if you cut him, guess what? You save $14 million. Or, I'm sorry. The $14 million is dead. You save $6 million. Now, again, do you want to rip the Band-Aid off? Save $6 million with a $14 million dead cap? That's pre-June. After June, you could save $16 million on the 2021 cap and spread it out over two years. So that'd be $4 million dead cap 2021 and $9 million dead cap 2022. So I know that's a lot of numbers and it's number heavy, but that's where we're at with those two players. D Ford's not coming back next year. I don't care. Um, Quan, I think we're going to keep. I, I doubt that we're going to move on past him. I, I just don't think that's where we're at yet, uh, personally. Uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> it's happened before, uh, just not very often. Uh, <laughs> sorry, a little cocky today. Uh, now let's jump over to a little bit of film. And let's get into grades and snaps. But before we do that, as the film starts rolling, this is from part of our Patreon uh, breakdown this morning. Um, I've got another awesome faithful story and review. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. Um, the amount of people that have reached out and shared stories after stories. I wish I could share them all. And it's incredible. I cannot say thank you enough. One... I don't want to get too much into the personal part of it. I'll save that for another episode. But I just want to say thank you. And if you want to participate in this, I strongly encourage you. Go to iTunes or if or just the podcast app that comes on every iPhone. Click on that. Type in 49ers Rush. Click on the podcast. Scroll to the bottom. Leave a review. Five-star review. Tell us how you became part of the faithful. This one today comes from David. Holy cow. It is awesome because I can relate so much to this. David says this. My dad was my best friend growing up, and we were very competitive towards each other. Example, it took me five years before I finally won a game of chess against him. That's a good dad right there. Never let your kids win. Uh, they got to earn it. When I was eight, he took advantage of our competitive relationship and said, let's bet on this football game. The game had already started, and the Niners were losing. Uh, he let me pick my team, so I went the Niners instead of the Jets. Ooh, could you imagine if he picked the Jets? He'd be pulling for freaking... Flacco <laughs> this week. Man, you got lucky. Um, anyway, David goes on. I won and started a weekly tradition of watching, betting, winning, and losing every Sunday. My dad's done betting with me now. I still pick the games and win more than I lose. Can't explain how much that Montana to Rice connection brought me and my dad closer than ever. That's so awesome. Sports is a glue. Um it, it's you can bond there's something about the competitive what gladiator mentality right that that goes on there I, I love it um he goes on to say and I, I appreciate the kind words here thanks for letting me share my story and letting my memories live on love the pod and even recently joined patreon thank you so much for the support thank you for all you do lifelong listener sir john appreciate that david uh really appreciate it Go leave your review. Man, we've got to share these things, man. This is it's incredible. Um, it, that's awesome. You get chill bumps, and you realize, man, how awesome of a fan base this is. God, it's freaking, it's nuts. I, I, I get too excited. I just get too excited. All right, let's go over now 
let's talk some pro football focus grades, numbers, dive into all the craziness and all that. Now, the defense played great. Again, as I said, one of three teams that have not allowed a team to go past 25 points. That's huge. We'll go through the defensive ranks in a second, but let's focus just on the Philly game. And the number one player by far, Kevin Givens. Kevin Givens goes out there with an 89.5 pro football focus grade. And when you watch the film, you see it. Um, he was all over the place. They struggle. They struggle at the point of attack in the run game with him. Um, and, you know, he only got one pressure. But guess what? He only played 17 snaps. So you're talking about a guy that's getting out snapped. It seems like it's either Kevin Givens or it's DJ Jones out there. They're kind of switching back and forth. Sometimes he'll go in at the three technique. He can play that as well. But this guy's just earning more playing time. That's all there is to it. And it's everybody was talking about him as well. Like it, whenever you look at the press conferences, everybody was asking about Kevin Givens. And everybody was talking about Robert Sala, Fred Warner, uh, Kyle Shanahan. And so I wanted to, the, the one that kind of stood out to me um, the most was Fred Warner, who's the captain of the defense, uh, just seeing an incredible play from him. So Fred Warner talks about Kevin Givens and just kind of what's changed in his game. Yeah, Kevin's been outstanding, uh, you know, early in the season. He's, um, I think he's a guy that probably gets overlooked just because he's not like a, a big name guy. You know, he, he was a, a member of the practice squad last year. He's worked his tail off this offseason uh, to be in great shape and uh, get bigger, faster, stronger. And it shows on tape and how he's been playing. I think he's been playing really well. Um, and we're going to need him. You know, we need all, all the D linemen, uh, you know, with some, some of the guys we lost, guys stepping in, stepping up. And uh, I think guys are doing that. We just got to continue to get better uh, each and every day. You know, and I think that's one thing I, I really want you guys to, to pay attention to. I'm going to be watching. What's his snap count look like week five? Is he still getting, you know, that 10 to 20 snaps? Or is he starting to earn equal playing time? Because I'll be honest with you, he's outplaying the guys in front of him. Um, now, yes, it's smaller snaps, and yes, he's a practice squad kind of guy, but it doesn't matter. The dude is out there, and he's performing consistently. Yeah, it's small snaps, but it's got to start increasing. It's got to. Uh, second highest rated player, Jabbar Taylor, with 10 snaps. A lot of that had to do with, you know, coming in and getting a sack on his first official snap. But, you know, you look at what Jamar Taylor did out there. He didn't get targeted once. It was later in the game after Philly had a lead. But we're going to figure out what he is and who he isn't. You know, the 49ers didn't like him enough to even keep him on the practice squad after the initial cuts and releases. After injuries started happening, we brought him back. Nobody else wanted him either. But we're going to see. Uh, it's going to be trial by fire because this dude's starting and there's nothing you can do about it. Kerry Hyder, oh my gosh. There were so many plays this morning when you were watching what was going on. Kerry Hyder doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> he, he does. But the quarterback reverse pass that they tried to do, Kerry Hyder sniffed it out. Um, they tried to do a reverse. Kerry Hyder sniffed it out. They tried to do play action bootleg. Kerry Hyder sniffed it out. The dude's awareness is it's crazy. He had five pressures in a sack. Five pressures in a sack. Now, the problem is... He runs like a wild banshee, and he's huge, and he doesn't break down. He did have two missed tackles, but two solo run stops as well. Uh, Kerry Hyder's playing great football. Great football. Um, it's almost getting to the point now where you kind of have to reward him. When Ronald Blair gets back, 
I don't know if Ronald Blair is going to get a start. Kerry Hyder's playing some dang good football. Now, those three will be able to be out there a lot together. Um, you know, it, whenever I say three, I'm talking Kerry Hyder, Eric Armstead, and Ronald Blair, who all can play all four spots on the line. And Eric Armstead's fourth. He's the next highest rated player. Great. Eight pressures, one sack, three quarterback hits, four pressures, zero missed tackles, four solo run stops. Eric Armstead's playing on all pro level. All pro level. He shows up every single freaking play. Whenever he's in there, which he plays a lot, he played 48 um, out of 62 snaps. So he was out there the most of any defensive lineman. And whenever he's out there, he just makes a he, he makes an impact because he's so versatile. You never know where he's going to line up. And he can play strength. He can play finesse. Um, he, he can shoot the gap. He can do stunts. He does it all. I don't know what he's better at, run game or pass game. I mean, eight pressures and four solo run stops. Jesus, that, that, that's, that's uncanny. Um, and he, here's the deal. This was, I think, the defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, said it very well about his development. Let's hear it from him. Um, I can't say enough about Eric. Uh, our first year here, he got hurt, and he was starting to come on strong. Uh, uh, our first year, and he got hurt, I believe, the Washington Redskins game. And then uh, uh, last year, or the second year, you know, he was still trying to work through with what we were trying to ask of him. And and uh, and I'll give uh, a ton of credit to uh, Chris Kacarek and uh, the defensive line uh, coach and Chris Kiffin, uh, who's not Cleveland, um, really helping him understanding what his style, what his what his. Uh, identity is as a defensive lineman and really, really getting him locked into a technique um, uh, that he believed in. And uh, for Eric, he's such a smart individual and he p plays so violent, but he's one of the few people who can play with finesse too. And uh, and he's been able to balance all three of those aspects of his game and he's turned into a, a wrecking ball in there. And uh, and so I'm just so pumped for him that he continues to get better and he's, he's going to be a lasting figure in this league. At the rate he's going, he's he's awesome. So and his leadership skills, all of it, he's he's been fantastic. And, and you know, he spoke today. I, I I wanted to cut the clip, but I didn't want to deal with all the comments currently. <laughs> but what he's doing for the community is second to none. I mean, you're talking about a guy. He's going to be. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be the uh, what's it called, Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. The the guy. He's incredible everywhere. And if you look at what type of player model that is out there in the NFL for him now, it's Cameron Jordan. Cam Jordan with the Saints. You know, one of the best run defensive defensive ends in the past two decades. That's who this guy is. He doesn't fit the mold of most defensive ends. He's built like a defensive tackle. But he's just so solid. And his size and work ethic and all those things, awareness, it's all off the charts. Uh, you know, you have the term jack of all trades, right? Ace of none. This guy, is, he, he's a king of all trades because he's not the best at anything, but he is beyond above average in the run game and beyond above, you know, average in the pass game as well, in the pass rush. Eight pressures in one game. Eight pressures in one game. Um, the kid's good. <laughs> and you love it. You love to see it because... You know, and I think Robert Sala hit on it very well. He was dealing with all those injuries. He was so close, but never there. He's finally getting there. And so enjoy this because yeah, I think we're going to have him for a while. And, man, he's he's going to be a cornerstone of this team for a, ways, for a long time. DJ Jones finished uh, fifth. 
he had some bad plays. You know, you look at the stats. He didn't. He got one solo stop. He got one pressure, but he played 39 snaps and he got turned around a lot. I, I was really surprised whenever I saw this grade from Pro Football Focus. I thought he played a lot worse. Number 27 got sixth, baby. Um, <laughs> you know, he played hurt. Played through the groin, which you got to appreciate. He was targeted three times, gave up two catches. Yikes, for 46 yards and a touchdown. Had a penalty, but had a pass breakup as well. 149 uh, NFL quarterback rating when targeted. But, you know, pro football focus will give you positive points whenever you're in phase as a corner. And he was in phase most of the game. So he was always, always in position. He just doesn't make the play. Uh, it's who he is. And now he's injured. Probably ain't going to be able to play this week, which is rough. But... It, <laughs> I'm not going to be upset. I'd rather see anybody else out there. Javon Kinlaw continues to just be right on the cusp of that first sack. He just can't get it. Um, his snap counts jumping up 47 snaps, which is great. Three pressures, one quarterback hit, two hurries. Uh, had three tackles and a solo stop. Played very, very well. Very positive. But he's still not hitting the elite status. Um, you know, when... We got spoiled with Bosa coming out and being the best player on the field the very first game he played in. I, I think that Kinlaw's been good. I really, really do. I think he's been about better than good. I think he's one of the top-rated rookies uh, from Pro Football Focus for any position this year. But he still hasn't hit the peak of what he can be. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan was asked about Kinlaw and what makes him so special and what to look forward to. I think Kinlaw's done a good job. You know, each week I think he's improved. Um, you know, going against us all camp, then he sees a different def uh, offense each week, which I think has helped him a little bit, starting to understand some of the blocking schemes and stuff of the league. Um, but he's going to have a good career here. I'm real excited about him, and um, just expect him to keep climbing and getting better as this year goes. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You just got to keep climbing because he's doing so many positive things whenever you watch the film. He's just always where he's supposed to be. He controls. He's playing on the you know offensive side of the ball's line of scrimmage every single time, every single play, and he hustles his tail end off. I love the fact that he got 47 snaps, but he wasn't playing tired in the fourth quarter. He was still chasing down plays on the perimeter. Uh you know, he, he's in good shape. He's playing very, very well. And so you like those things. You really, really do. Now, flip side, here we go. Let's talk about the negatives. Uh, Jimmy Ward was by far the lowest rated player with a 38 grade. He played every single snap despite being hurt. Um, you know, the main reason why he just was two penalties. That hurt a lot. Um, and he was never really around the ball. He was taking bad angles. And, you know, his stats, he had four tackles, but just a lot of just negatives. Um, and so bad whenever the safety's not even in the play, that's whenever it hurts you. Aziz Al-Shahar, I was pretty disappointed by where they graded him. Um, but, you know, he gave up two catches on um, three targets. He did get the interception, but, you know, that was off of a – he got hit. The quarterback got hit as he was throwing it. Catavius Street got 11 snaps. Uh, Deion Jordan, 26 snaps. He's just, he, he almost is ineffective unless it's on a stunt. He can't play base defense, which is problematic. Uh, Quan Alexander was out there for a 61, almost every single snap. Uh, he ranked, he got a 51.6 grade, but no missed tackles, baby. No missed tackles for Quan. Now he was targeted five times, allowed four catches, 
for 33 yards. Uh, did have one penalty as well. But it's 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 live by Quan, die by Quan. It, it's what it is. And, you know, whenever you look at what he can bring, it, it can be great. And he did kind of figure out the mobile quarterback stuff. We'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, let, let's hear it, linebacker one again. Assess what it means for Quan and listen to the words he uses. Because <laughs> I think Fred is so damn smart, uh, he almost lets something slip here. Talking about this past game? Yeah. Yeah, he looked, he looked great. Uh, I think he tackled really well. Uh, you know, he's on top of his assignment. Um, you know, I think all of us could be a little better in all areas, but, uh, you know, he, he took a, a good step forward last game, and, um, you know, he can be one of the top linebackers in the league, and I feel like me and him as a duo, uh, we just got to keep getting better and uh, leading, leading the rest of the group. Yeah, he tackled well. And he did well on his assignments, which is all that we are talking about with Quad Alexander. Stop missing tackles and know where you're supposed to be. Uh, his instincts are so incredible. But, you know, you, you see it and you hear the teammates say the same thing. How, how did, how's Quan doing? He tackled well and he didn't miss assignments, which you get those things fixed. Which you don't want to say, oh, it's small. They're not small. That's the damn job. <laughs> You're a linebacker. Um, but he's, he's got to work on those things. And a lot of it goes to, you know, stopping these mobile quarterbacks, which we've talked about so damn much. So much. Um, and Robert Sala just hasn't done it. Now, again, going through film, and, you know, Kyle Shanahan said the same thing. He's like, oh, we got it corrected, but it seems to take us three plays before we get it corrected. So we'll wait for the opposing team to have three successful, you know, mobile quarterback runs, and then we adjust to it. That's Kyle Shanahan, what he said. Um, and we did. We did adjust to it. We, we changed the calls, and we sat the defensive end on a few calls, and then we also, you know, pulled over. Um, they call it surf, is, is the call that the 49ers use, where um, the linebacker, Quan Alexander, will fit outside. Um, and so th that's kind of the key here. And here is yeah, Robert Sala talking about mobile quarterbacks. Uh, you know, today at the press conference, I, I love good beat reporters, and the 49ers have the best. Ask them tough questions. And they literally ask them, and you guys struggle with mobile quarterbacks. And what's going on there? So here's Robert Sala. Talking about just designed run plays. Uh, um, when we played Kyler Murray, um, we played what you can call a surf technique. Uh, we've also played them where we take the end and have them dive on, on uh, take the dive. So we have multiple ways that we play it. Um, in that first week, I, th I think we limited Kyler to, to a couple of carries on on his uh, on those zone reads uh, for uh, minimal yardage. Um, and then when you get to, to teams like Daniel Jones and um, we'll use Carson, uh, you know you. You can still play it two ways. You can have the end take it as a uh, as a base rule, or you can where the and then the linebacker would scrape off the outside, or or you can surf it, or you can send the guy right up to the quarterback. So there's different ways you can play it, um, and so uh, just without getting into too much detail on what the actual design of that play was, uh, uh, there's just multiple ways that you can play a quarterback, uh, and clearly there was there was a miscommunication on it. And I, I can tell you 100%. Oh, look, it's the play right here. Uh, you're you're watching it right now. So if you're on YouTube, here's the play that happened. Uh, in crashes down, and so does Quan. Nobody stays home. 
And so because nobody stays home on the outside, Carson Wentz walks into the end zone untouched. Um, now you can tell that it was the defensive end's job to crash. <laughs> Quan was the person that was out of uh, focus. Uh, he was the one he shouldn't have shot in. That's that surf technique that Sala was just talking about. Now that gets corrected later on in the game. Um, and again, it here's how it works and how you know who's wrong, okay? It's called plastering, or it's called making the underneath guy right. The linebacker can see everything in front of him. He can see the defensive line. The safeties can see the linebacker and the defensive line. So even if the defensive line's wrong, it is the job of the linebacker to make the D-line right. So if the D-lineman takes the wrong gap, you have to go and fix it. You plaster. You cover the hole. That's the concept, right? And then the safety, same thing. Linebacker goes out of the way. Well, guess what? As a safety, you got to make them right. So you've got to, that's the way it works. Now, it's a coaching thing. <laughs> if a player does it wrong once, okay, that's on the player. If a player does it wrong twice, you as a coach have to correct it or replace him. Uh, right? Fool me once, <laughs> shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, we're at fool me 500 freaking times in three years. So <laughs> that's a coaching issue, 100%. If Quan can't do it, guess what? Dre Greenlaw sure as hell can't. Um, so we'll have to see because guess what? <laughs> we have a lot of mobile quarterbacks still on our record. Um, we got a tough schedule. You know, I mean, shoot, let, let's, I, I kind of want to talk about it and go through this just real, real quick, okay? So this is the schedule that we have left. Okay, you got the Miami Dolphins this week. Uh, not technically a running quarterback by, uh, by any stretch of the imagination with Fitzpatrick, but that dude will run for first downs. Rams, absolutely no mobile quarterback. Patriots, going to have... Um, you know, Cam Newton back in week seven. So that's a mobile quarterback. Seattle, mobile quarterback. Uh, Green Bay Packers, guess what? Uh, Aaron Rodgers has ran for the most first downs um, from the quarterback position, I think, five or six times in his career. That's five or six years. Uh, he, his job is not to get yards. It's to get first downs. Saints, they don't have that. Uh, Rams, again, don't have it. Buffalo Bills, that's going to be a tough game. Mobile quarterback. Washington, who knows who the hell their quarterback's going to be by that point. Cowboys, mobile quarterback. Arizona, mobile quarterback. Seattle, mobile quarterback. That's our schedule. We got a lot of them. <laughs> so you better figure it out because we're not even close to dealing with murderer's row schedule. The 49ers have the toughest schedule remaining in the NFL, and it's not close. We, this is it. Miami, that it's tough teams. And even teams like Dallas that have a bad record, they still got a crazy offense. Um, probably the worst defense maybe ever in the NFL whenever it's all said and done. But that's okay. Now, we got a game tonight. And if you haven't placed your bet yet, I don't have a bet for us tonight. I'm tired of betting on Thursday night games. They're just so unpredictable. It's fun. But I don't want to lose anybody any money. But here's a real quick word from my bookie. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now... They have $100,000, you heard me, $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. 
You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands. Sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag. Promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, my bookie. And, man, you know, the it, the spread just came out for the 49ers. Uh, again, the 49ers are nine-point favorites against the Dolphins, but then over-under at 51.5. They're expecting some offense, um, and they're expecting the 49ers to score. If Jimmy Garoppolo's out there, which he's going to be, you know, after two days back-to-back practices, it, it, it's going to be on. So I'm not sure if that line's going to stay at nine, though. Uh, I mean, that is steep. That is steep. But take it for what you want. Uh, kind of move forward with that. We'll have our bets of the week on tomorrow's episode. Um, so we'll be full scouting report on offense, defense, predictions, keys to the game, um, and our bets of the week. That's going to be tomorrow's episode. Now let's talk a little bit defensive ranks. I, I've said the defense is played fine. Uh, perspective-wise, we've lost games because of the quarterback play. Week one, Jimmy Garoppolo had a really bad game with no weapons whatsoever. Um, he finally gets all those guys back. Moster's back. Kittle's back. Ayuk's back. Debo's back. He didn't have any of them. Uh, he did have Kittle for the first half. Even though he played in the second half, he was injured, uh, whatever else. But the defense has been good. I think the offense is going to improve. And listen to these ranks. Okay, these are defensive ranks across the entire NFL. The 49ers have allowed the fewest passing touchdowns in the NFL. Only three through four games. The best in the NFL. Second fewest passing yards allowed. Second lowest passes uh, pass yards per attempt, 5.3. We're almost rushing for that. Uh, third fewest points allowed, 71. Third fewest total yards. Fourth fewest first downs. Sixth fewest rushing touchdowns. The defense is playing, man. They're doing a hell of a job. They really, really are. Now, one of the reasons why it'd be easy to talk about why the defense is struggling is penalties. Ah, which the penalty numbers aren't bad. They're pretty good for the 49ers, which we always get the most penalties, whatever else. But the issue is this. The penalties always seem to come on crucial third downs. We bail teams out. We allow them to continue drives instead of get off the field. We have a three and out, and then we have a stupid penalty or defensive holding. Um, And, you know, they asked Robert Sala this today, and he talked about how you've got to fix that and where why these penalties are happening on third down, which I think we can guess, and we'll talk about it right after Robert Sala here. (laughs) Um, we're we're playing an aggressive style of football. You know, when you when you're playing your zones and you're watching the quarterback and you're and you're playing that that style of game, you're you're going to play, you know, you're not going to get those little contact penalties, the holding penalties, but when you're up there and you're playing aggressive a little bit more aggressive which we have been these last 4 weeks, um, you're you're probably going to get some penalties. But but always uh, for our guys is understanding that we win with our feet and uh, uh, understand with a after 5 yards you can't touch guys anymore and so they're for for our guys, it has been you know a lot of the 
uh, third and five, third and four range where you're trying to get hands on people and and uh, play tight coverage to, to, to get off the field. Uh, some things pop up, and uh, but for us, it's it's really just overemphasizing the fact that when you are in man coverage or you are running a pressure or even if we're in a matchup zone or whatever it might be, um, we've got to do a great job of playing with our feet, playing with great eye, uh, eye discipline and, and not getting grabby. If we win with our feet, we'll be in good position to, to reroute within the five-yard five yard limit and, and be able to play fast and play good football. So. Yeah, yeah. I think the shoulder shrug at the end, like I don't know, <laughs> that's where it is. And you know, you're not getting as much pressure as you'd like from your front four. So one of the adjustments that has been made, and I saw this, you know, in the in the comments. I don't remember exactly who asked it, but here's the deal: they're blitzing more. <laughs> the 49ers have to blitz more. Fred Warner is up on the line of scrimmage bringing it. You know, the 49ers usually blitz about six to ten times a game uh, if you look through 2019 whenever the pass rush was effective with four people. We blitz Carson Wentz 15 times. So, you know, you're upping your blitz rate by 50%. You know, if you're talking 10 on the high side, 10 blitzes a game, now you're at 15. Well, that's... It, it, it changes it. But... They've been somewhat effective on that. Um, you know, it, they've gotten pressure with Fred Warner. And really, there's two guys that are generating almost all the pressures. It's Eric Armstead and Fred Warner. It, whenever you're watching the film, and you can see it in the clips, the people that are hitting the quarterback, 54 and 91. Um, Carrier Hyder will chase him out of the pocket, but whenever Eric Armstead's back there, he's getting to him. And so, do you continue to blitz more? Well, you kind of have to be careful, because whenever you blitz a guy... You're bringing, you know, more than four. Now you're putting your secondary, Jamar Taylor, right, Akella Witherspoon, in no-help situations. And in the NFL, they'll make you pay. You know, one of the things, you can say whatever you want about Ryan Fitzpatrick coming up, and we'll, we'll get into this next, uh, next episode tomorrow, but that guy, he knows what the hell you're doing. And so if you don't disguise your blitzes properly, he will eat your lunch. Because he knows where he's supposed to go with the ball at all times. So you have to disguise your blitzes. And you have to make sure that he doesn't understand what's going on um, before the snap. So we'll have to see what happens there. Now, thankfully, the Dolphins aren't a great team. But eh, they're not a bad team either. And they've got a hell of a good coaching staff and some young talent. Uh, you know, they're, they're on the come up for sure. There's no doubt about that. But the NFL, you can't overlook anybody. A lot of people overlook the Eagles because they were oh and whatever. Doesn't matter. Carson Wentz is still a pretty damn good quarterback whenever uh, things are on the line. So take that for what you want. Now, let's hear one more quick word from our sponsor, Blue Chew. Here we go, baby. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence. And all you have to do is head over to bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And you can take it anytime, day or night, empty stomach, whatever. It's there for you. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor. There's no office. You don't have to go to the awkward waiting line. There's none of that. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the United States. And that helps them be even cheaper than going to a pharmacy because they ship it to you directly. So here's what you have to do. 
Head to BlueChew.com, use promo code 49ers, like always, 49ERS, and your first is on the house. It's free. All you have to do is put up five bucks to cover shipping to get it to you. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code 49ers, to go out there and give it a shot. Thank you for your support, BlueChew. Really do appreciate it. Head over there, BlueChew.com. All right, let's get into, as the film keeps rolling, Let's get into some questions and answers. Uh, really do appreciate. I, I see the countdown crew everywhere, man. You guys are incredible. Uh, from Kevin Key, uh, John, I watch podcasts all the time. Do you think the 49ers can make a Super Bowl run with all the injuries? The answer is yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, number one, you got to get in the playoffs. Then you got to make it happen. And whenever you look at, you know, Super Bowl quality teams, whatever else, you've got to be dominant in one area or the other. Now, the numbers we just went over on the defense are dominant, but I think if the 49ers are going to make it to a Super Bowl, which is tough, it's so impossible. Uh, it's 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 crazy. You know, we did it last year, but that's not an easy thing to do. Um, you're going to have to do it with offense. So once Jimmy G's completely healthy, Debo, everybody, and all that stuff, hopefully we can get <laughs> these freaking eight and nine-man boxes Get them the hell out of there because they got to scoop back and guard, you know, the deep threats and whatever else. And if that happens, then we can run the ball. When we can run the ball, that opens everything up, and our defense isn't playing 70 or 80 or 90 snaps a game like they have been. Um, three and outs and turnovers are killing our defense. They're playing great. But whenever the defense is out there that many snaps and you don't have depth to begin with, problems are going to happen you're going to give up big plays eventually and that's kind of where we've been so the offense can make the defense better sustaining drives the 49ers led the nfl last year in fewest three and outs well we opened week four with back-to-back three and outs and then had three turnovers so yes we can there's no doubt about it this is a championship quality team doesn't mean i think we're super bowl favorites like we were to start the year or you know top three no but I fully expect the 49ers to make the playoffs. Our schedule's tough as hell, but who cares? You only play one team a week. You got to line up and beat that team. So, yeah, get into the playoffs, see what happens. And especially this year with the expanded playoffs, there's seven teams now in the playoffs. So let's say Seattle keeps going on their unbelievable run. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's playing like one of the greatest QBs ever this year. Now, I don't think that that will be sustained, but golly, it's incredible. He got like 15 touchdowns and two interceptions after four weeks. But your goal isn't to, you know, focus on that now. We play Seattle twice. So we're two and two. You beat Seattle twice. They're two and two. We own the tiebreaker. There you go. Just like what happened last year. So you you just look at it that way. And, you know, I, I think it was Chuck Knoll who has the famous quote that says, you know, you don't look ahead. You play it one week at a time. You pay attention. If you look forward or if you look back, you're you're going to make mistakes. You fa- you pay attention this week. And right now, you got the Miami Dolphins flying across the country with, you know, a rebuilding whatever. That's what you got to focus on. So, you know, as as a team, as a coach, as players, you focus on the Dolphins. As fans, yeah, let's talk about it. Can we win the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I don't think we're the favorites like we all wanted to be. Um, it's just it's just what it's going to be. So you take that kind of for what you want. 
Yeah, David, um, how much do all football fans hate the Titans right now? I, I can't stand them, man. It's so frustrating. Clowney's over there too now. Um, yeah, that's frustrating. Josh, he says, the sound sounds great. Appreciate it. Uh, love that, man. That is awesome. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's see here. A couple other questions real quick. Um, let's see here as I'm passing through this. I love this from Shot J. Ford will come back. D Ford will come back. He'll sneeze or fart, break all his ribs, then retire. Ah, I, I think retirement's on the on the table. I think it's gotta be. I hope I'm wrong. I wanna be wrong. Man, could you imagine if D Ford somehow comes back healthy in five weeks from now? Could you imagine what that would do for this team? The energy it would bring? Now, I, I think the idea of D Ford playing any more than 20 snaps in a game ever needs to go out the window. But, man, if we could, fingers crossed, right? You get D Ford back. Um, that would be crazy. Uh, from AJ Silva. Do some of the offensive line issues have more to do with Mullins not staying in the pocket? I think you're right, but it shouldn't. The quarterback has to have, you know, the blank slate mentality, kind of like a cornerback. The quarterback has to do the same thing. You cannot, because here's what happens. If you're worried about getting pressure up front, that you're just bailing on the pocket every single play, like what we saw Mullins do, you're running into where the tackles are blocking the defensive end. And we saw that twice with Trent Williams. Now, one of those sacks was on Trent Williams. And, you know, he talked today, and he said that was on me too. But Trent Williams even said, you know, I should have cut the clip, but you guys don't know. Yeah, the broadcast and all that stuff. That's not what the reality is. You know, perception and reality are two different things. We know. And he said, the coaches gave me half of a sack. I was responsible for half a sack. And I think he was right. The penalties were on him, and he took responsibility for those. But yeah, Nick Mullins runs straight into the where the tackles blocking the defensive end is a problem. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo does not have that problem. And with this ankle, sure as hell is not going to have that problem. If Jimmy Garoppolo has any issue, it's that he stays in the pocket too long. Um, so I, I think that will kind of help fix that a little bit. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo is going to solve a lot of issues. I really, really do. And I hope it's a quick passing game. Uh, hopefully, you know, back-to-back -back practices, he should be good to go. Uh, from the real San Fran 49er, love it, man. Uh, love his show as well. Look him up. Uh, the real San Fran 49er, they put out great content for 49ers as well. Uh, damn, John, you have really good content, brother. Really appreciate that. Right back to you guys as well. I've been on their show. Uh, they, they're they're awesome. They do a lot of really good stuff. Um, in Niner Drag, John, should we anticipate a new contract for Ronald Blair soon? Um, okay, let's talk about this. I love Ronald Blair out of Appalachian State. Um, he signed a one-year prove-it deal um, after his, you know, coming back. You know, he, he tore his ACL. And so he, they were hoping he was so close to being ready week one, but they wanted to free up that roster spot. And thank God we did because he, here's the guy that would have been cut. It would have been Kerry Hyder, <laughs> uh, which, man, got to give props to uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan making the difficult decisions there. Now you get Ronald Blair back week seven. This is the earliest he can return, which all signs seem to indicate he's going to be good to go. Um, you got to let him play. Um, you got to let him prove it because he's going to get the opportunity now to take starter snaps with Bosa out. You know, if it was Bosa, D Ford, and Eric Armstead, then he's just a situational guy. Not anymore. We're down two of those three. So Ronald Blair is going to get the shot to earn some money. 
you love it. <laughs> you love it because he's in a contract year. He's got something to prove. The opportunity presents itself. Hopefully he goes out and just balls out to where we have to lock him up. Um, I, I, I said this offseason, Ronald Blair's getting paid um, by somebody. I, I don't know who, <laughs> but somebody's going to pay that man because he's just too damn good. Sean, um, let's see here. I read an article asserting that Armstead over-pursues sacks and gives up the gaps for quarterbacks to run through. Uh, do you have any perspective on that? I didn't see it at all uh, this game. You know, it over that I didn't see that. So I saw Deion Jordan uh, blow one of the biggest outside rush contains ever where he shot inside. But you don't see Eric Armstead shoot inside that often. Now on the, you know, designed run plays, that's a totally different thing. Uh, we kind of covered that already with the, you know, the surf, the surf over the top or whatever else. Um, but that wasn't on him either because they usually don't run that to Eric Armstead's side. They run it to the weak side. Now, yeah, does he miss sacks? Sure. Eight pressures, you know, is pretty impressive. So I, I don't think <laughs> on the big plays that happened, I, I did not see those at Eric Armstead's fault in this game. I'm sure you can find a clip or two. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, yeah, I'm not seeing that. And I think I know who you're referencing there. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, from Sergio, if Jimmy G turns out to be the one, um, trade for Rodgers or draft the best available dual quarterback, oh, it turns out not to be the one. Yeah, I, I, I think we're fine with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Kyle Shanahan's not giving up on that dude. I can guarantee you that. Uh, look how loyal he is to everybody. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the guy, period. Um so here we go. Do you think our defense can look anything like last year if D Ford comes back, which is what I'm praying for this Mr. Superfly? No, no, I don't. I really, really don't. Um, I think it's going to be different because not only do you not have Bosa, you don't have Buckner. And so it's different. You know, those were the two top pressure getters, if that's a word or a phrase. So I think those are the guys. And so Whenever you look at what we did in 2019, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. I think the offense, the defense is playing just fine. Defense stay on par exactly where they're at right now. I think they'll improve once we get our corners back. But the offense is going to be key. The offense can finally be what Kyle Shanahan wants. I think that's kind of where we are. And, you know, we're going to be just fine. I really believe that. And, man, you know, as I, as I brought up, if you're watching this, the play on the board right now, this is Deion Jordan completely blowing outside contain for a giant gain on third and, like, 12 or something. Kerry Hyder goes straight up field, um, out of control, flushes Carson Wentz out of the pocket, and sure enough, Deion Jordan just blew contain completely. Uh, not Eric Armstead, but, you know, take that for what you want. But it's funny. I, I love how <laughs> this entire hour-long breakdown just translates to where we're talking. Uh, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it all works out. I like that. But that's going to do it for us today. You guys are incredible. I'll be back tomorrow with our complete uh, breakdown, scouting report, predictions, keys to the game. So make sure you hit subscribe. Uh, go over to iTunes if you haven't already. Share your story with us. The faithful need to hear from you. Thanks, everybody, for the support. You guys are incredible. And as always, stay strong, faithful.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.